Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today's the 23rd day of November. I'm Jill. It's so good to be here with you as we journey through the Word of God together every day. We've thrown another log on the global campfire and we've turned the page in the story of our own lives and in the story of the Word of God. And so we are inviting you, Father, to speak to us through your word today. Open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive all that you want to do and say in us, through us, and among us. And I pray that you would soften our hearts of stone and make them flesh. Amen. Uh, Maybe you're cooking, getting ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow here in the United States. I believe Canada celebrates but a different day. Uh, So, you know, three days of cooking for a 20-minute meal. That's kind of how I look at it. I love it, uh, but it's that's a lot of work because we're from scratch kind of girl here like everything everything's from scratch pies pie crusts the whole nine so uh, a lot of work and it's over real fast but the leftovers they're worth it so maybe you're cooking and listening uh maybe you're traveling and listening maybe you're just sitting listening so glad that you're here. Today we are reading back in the book of Acts, chapters 15 and 16, and this week we're reading in the Christian Standard Bible, Acts 15. Some men came down from Judea and began to teach the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. After Paul and Barnabas had engaged them in serious argument and debate, Paul and Barnabas and some others were appointed to go up to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem about this issue. When they had been sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversation of the Gentiles, and they brought great joy to all the brothers and sisters. When they arrived at Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, the apostles, and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders gathered to consider this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you are aware that in the early days God made a choice among you that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the gospel message and believe And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now then, why are you testing God by putting a yoke on the disciples' necks that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way they are. The whole assembly became silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul describe all the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they stopped speaking, James responded, Brothers, listen to me. 
Simeon has reported how God first intervened to take from the Gentiles a people for his name. And the words of the prophets agree with this, as it is written, After these things I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. I will rebuild its ruins and set it up again so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, declares the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. Therefore, in my judgment, we should not cause difficulties for those among the Gentiles who turn to God, but instead we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols from sexual immorality from eating anything that has been strangled and from blood. For since ancient times, Moses has had those who proclaim him in every city and every Sabbath day, he has read aloud in the synagogues. Then the apostles and the elders with the whole church decided to select men who were among them and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas, called Barsabas, and Silas, both leading men among the brothers. They wrote, From the apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers and sisters among the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some without our authorization went out from us and troubled you with their words and unsettled your hearts, we have unanimously decided to select men and send them to you along with our dearly loved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we have sent Judas and Silas, who will personally report the same things by word of mouth. For it was the Holy Spirit's decision and ours not to place further burdens on you because these requirements, that you abstain from food offered to idols, from blood, from eating anything that has been strangled, and from sexual immorality, you will do well if you keep yourselves from these things. Farewell. So they were sent off and went down to Antioch, and after gathering the assembly, they delivered the letter. When they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. Both Judas and Silas, who were also prophets themselves, encouraged the brothers and sisters and strengthened them with a long message. After spending some time there, they were sent back in peace by the brothers and sisters to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas, along with many others, remained in Antioch, teaching and proclaiming the word of the Lord. After some time had passed, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the brothers and sisters in every town where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take along John, who was called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone on with them to the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed off to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed after being commended by the brothers and sisters to the grace of the Lord. He traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Paul went on to Derbe and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. The brothers and sisters at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. Paul wanted Timothy to go with him, so he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places since they all knew that his father was a Greek. 
As they traveled through the towns, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem for the people to observe. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him, cross over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace. The next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, a Roman colony and a leading city of the district of Macedonia. We stayed in that city for several days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. A God-fearing woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once, as we were on our way to prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She made a large profit for her owners by fortune-telling. As she followed Paul and us, she cried out, These men who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation are the servants of the Most High God. She did this for many days. Paul was greatly annoyed. Turning the spirit, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out right away. When her owners realized that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Bringing them before the chief magistrates, they said, These men are seriously disturbing our city. They are Jews and are promoting customs that are not legal for us as Romans to adopt or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against them and the chief magistrates stripped off their clothes and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had severely flogged them, they threw them in jail, ordering the jailer to guard them carefully. Receiving such an order, he put them into their inner prison and secured their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison standing open, he drew his sword and was going to kill himself since he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out in a loud voice, don't harm yourself because we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. He escorted them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him along with everyone in his house. He took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. Right away, he and all his family were baptized. He brought them into his house, set a meal before them, 
and rejoiced because he had come to believe in God with his entire household. When daylight came, the chief magistrate sent the police to say, Release those men. The jailer reported these words to Paul. The magistrates have set orders for you to be released, so come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to them, They beat us in public without a trial, although we are Roman citizens, and threw us in jail. Now they are going to send us away secretly? Certainly not. On the contrary, let them come themselves and escort us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates. They were afraid when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, so they came to appease them, and escorting them from prison, they urged them to leave town. After leaving the jail, they came to Lydia's house, where they saw and encouraged the brothers and sisters, and departed. Maybe you've wondered at some point in your life if doing the right thing actually matters. I can remember having a conversation with one of my daughter's friends several years ago, and she felt like there were no rewards for doing good. And I told her that I can remember certain times of my life thinking the same thing and just turning around and living a very reckless life, not caring because I had tried to perfect my behavior for so long and it felt like everyone else was having fun and I was lonely and empty trying to do the right thing. And even explained to her that in this phase of my life, I have no proof that there's any reward for doing the right thing in life because some people will recognize it and other people won't. But where I feel the rubber meets the road is who do you get to be when you look in the mirror and when you lay your head down at night knowing that the only people you are accountable for is you. And it's a relationship between you and God. If there was ever a story that proved this true today, it would be the story of Paul and Silas in the jail. When the earthquake came and anybody else any one of us could look at that as our freedom, as our escape. Paul and Silas stayed, and their decision was going to affect another person. He more than likely would have been responsible for setting them free, even though it was an earthquake, and was about to take his life and Paul realizes this and he yells to him, don't do that, they're, they're going to stay. Sometimes we know the effect of those choices and decisions that we make and other times we do not. We don't always get to know the effects. But it is so true that there's always more to the story in people's lives and more than they're willing to share because let's be honest uh, vul vulnerability is a risk and not every place that we share 
Our story is safe. It can be used against us later. Our vulnerability can be met with shame and judgment, even though we're not asking for it. And so this is a little bit of a detour to uh, maybe get to the realization that as much as we need safe places, we also need to be safe places to meet people and their vulnerability so that we can share in the story. And still, this challenges us at the end of our day when we look in the mirror, when we lay our head down at night, knowing that there may not be rewards for doing the right thing. We don't always stay. We don't always stay when circumstances allows us to be free and no one will ever know. And I guess the real challenge is, will we stay anyways? Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for this reminder, this long look in the mirror that challenges us to rise up, rise above what everybody else is doing. Will we stop and do the right thing? When people are looking, when no one is looking, when whether we know people are being affected or whether we do not know, people are being affected. Can we look in the mirror at the end of the day and lay our head down on our bed at night, knowing that what we did through our words, our actions, and our deeds was pleasing to you and drew men unto you, or maybe we really blew it. And man, do I blow it? On the regular, I am a girl in need of grace and mercy day by day, minute by minute. And I thank you that it is available to us. And I thank you that even when we can honestly say we didn't get it right, we have a chance to come to you and make it right in right standing relationship with you through repentance and change. May we see ourselves, be pleased with who we see as we are living lives to be pleasing unto you. I pray this now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible that's home base. Check it out. If you have not, download the app. Take a look around our website. It's there and available for your convenience. And also, uh, the store is available and intended for you. Its purpose is to just, you know, create some products that will enhance your journey through the Daily Audio Bible. So take a look around there. And uh, as always, there's going to be some exciting things to talk about in just a couple of days. Talk about exciting things to talk about. Let's talk about some exciting things. Today is the last day for your opportunity to call in and share with this community how the Bible has transformed your life. I know this has been a shorter window this year, but hey, let's 
let's take hold and seize the day and seize the opportunity. So a couple of ground rules. Call in 800-583-2164 or utilize your mobile app. Hit the red circle button and give us in a minute how the Bible has transformed your life. Share it with the community. We want to hear stories may be similar, but they will not be the same. And we want to hear what is God doing in you, among you, and through you, through his word. Keep that call and any prayer request you may have, keep them separate and one call per person. This will air the day after Thanksgiving and it's just a beautiful virtual um, greeting card of Thanksgiving and really just a, a, a collective voice of this community of what the journey through the Bible is doing in our lives. It's one of my favorite things all year that happens. So uh, today's the last day. Hit submit, turn that wheel to chronological, and it will get to the right place. And I'm very, very excited to share this with the community. If you would like to partner with us at Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or again, utilizing that mobile app, hit the give icon or lastly on the website, look for the give icon there. And uh, as always, once again, if you have a prayer request or if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, uh, you can do the same thing. 800-583-2164 or again, utilizing that mobile app, hit the red circle button at the top right hand corner. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and it will get sent off. You have two minutes on the prayer line, and we thank you for helping us in that way. That's going to do it for me today. I'm going to head back to the kitchen and get to cooking. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. I look forward to it. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Hi, this is Rejoice from Oregon. I have a praise report and a prayer request. I'm calling, I listened last week to the, I believe it was November 13th, at the end of the reading, you played the song, Were You There? That song is so powerful and has such a special meaning to me. I accepted the Lord in my early 40s in 2004. 2005, I had the opportunity to go to Israel with my pastor and his wife in a group. And of course, towards the end of the, the trip, we go to the garden tomb. And afterwards, we were supposed to go up to a chapel and wait for everybody to get there to take communion. Well, I was one of, towards the front of the group to go into the tomb. And I made my way to the chapel. And I'm sitting there just, you know, talking to the Lord and thanking him for what he did and all of a sudden, I start hearing this song. And I thought it was a CD or that, you know, it was from the garden that they were playing it. When all of a sudden I realized it was a lady from our group that was singing this. And it just touched me so deeply and it was just so powerful. 
And so I just, I just love that song. Almost never hear it. <laughs> um, but that was just a powerful ending at the right time. So I want to thank you for doing that. My prayer request is I have been searching for a job for the last four months. I'm currently working, but I'm waiting for the Lord to open the right door. And I need this to happen soon. The sooner the better. So I want to thank you ahead of time for your prayers. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Christy from Kentucky, this is Heather, Pikes Peak, by way of Texas. I just want to lift you up, you and Tim and Susan, God's yellow flower, and her friend Ruth. I just want to lift all of y'all up for healing and for strength that God places a hedge around y'all. And that even if, all the even ifs in our lives, that y'all will still continue to praise and glorify God on the mountaintops and in the valleys because He is there with you through it all. I love you. I love that you pray over so many people. You inspire so many people, sweetie. And I thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hello, DABC. This is Mary L. from Massachusetts, longtime listener, first time caller. Father God, I thank you for this community from one of us who chooses to remain a silent partner in prayer most of the time. Lord, thank you for leading me to the July 9th reading and the prayer request from Saved by His Grace. I lift up the family of Carson Dinsdale, the young boy who went to be with the Lord this past summer. Lord, I lift up his family and all the families who have lost a loved one this Thanksgiving and holiday season. I pray that your presence is felt by them and may you pour your peace that only you can, the peace that surpasses all human understanding into their hearts as they remember that one day they will re be rejoined and rejoice together again in heaven. Until then, Lord, please use your servants to minister to all those who mourn so that you can comfort and love them in the way that only you can. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>